0: The following episode contains adult content and violence. Listener discretion is advised. Please stick around after the episode for a very special trailer for an upcoming audio drama. Seriously, you're going to want to hear this. And if you're loving Legacy, don't be shy about dropping us a five-star review on Spotify. I'm just saying. Legacy, a Star Wars audio drama created and produced by Crystal Storm. Episode 14. Chapter 45. The Thrill of Battle. The shuttle needed a co-pilot, so Makeithia joined Reed at the cockpit. I'm sure that thrilled the both of them. I stood in the holding bay with Zarin and Makeithia's Havoc Squad troops. I could feel it when the Emperor's fleet arrived. Reed and Makethia must have gotten quite the front-row view. I could tell Zarin felt him now, too, and just as strongly by the way her body tensed. She drew her goggled-covered gaze in my direction, studying me.
1: He gave you that? When you let me escape his fortress?
0: Yes. Scourge helped in the escape.
1: Does it hurt? Usually. Revenge is not the Jedi way. But he doesn't get to hurt my sister with impunity.
0: He has plenty of crimes. If he surrenders, I will defer to you. But we both know he won't surrender. We fell silent after that. Thanks to Scourge, it was not difficult for Reed to navigate the shuttle into the landing bay on the Emperor's flagship. Scourge waited for us with a squad of Imperial assassin droids that he'd reprogrammed. I walked up to Scourge, Zaren next to me. Mekithea's troops dispersed cautiously. A moment later, she and Reed joined us. I looked over at Reed. Don't let some Havoc Squad trooper outshoot you.
2: Now who's talking, Bumble Fluff?
0: <laughs> hey,
2: Jedi? Yes? How about being a big sister for once and making sure
1: nothing happens to her? Don't let anything happen to you, either. May the Force be with you, Reed.
0: Reed just nodded, turning her attention to Scourge. Zarin stepped close to me. Do not contain your passion.
1: You can't mean...
0: Not all passion comes or leads to a dark place, and you know that. Your skill and calm are not enough. If you hold back, he will kill you. Zaren said nothing, but I could sense she understood. Hopefully, she would comply. I had no intention of losing my sisters tonight, but I was not foolish enough to think I could defeat the Emperor alone. I needed my sister as much as I needed the Jedi. For the duration of this battle, I hoped she would be both. I walked towards the ominous metal doors that would take us into the Emperor's ship. As the doors slid open, I used the force to render us both unseen. We moved swiftly through the wide corridors, bypassing the majority of the Emperor's dark guard completely, and slipped undetected by those we did pass. Two red uniforms stood watch in front of the Emperor's throne room. Zarin and I attacked at the same time, making quick work for the both of them. Neither of us hesitated to force the doors open. The Emperor was alone. A single dark entity with incredible power. The Sith in me salivated at the thought of taking it from him. I brandished my second lightsaber, twirling them both once in heady anticipation of this fight. He rose from his throne like some god of myth. I would have attacked him then, but I waited because I knew Zarin was duty-bound to at least say,
1: Surrender and no harm will come to you.
0: The Emperor did not brandish a lightsaber, but a light whip instead. He uncoiled it slowly, his dark side tainted face hidden within the shadows of his cowl.
3: Cherish this moment. I'm going to make you kill each other. A fitting end for two meddlesome sisters. I had no patience for his
0: ego-filled speeches. It was time wasted killing him. I attacked.
2: I knew it was coming the moment the doors closed behind Larissa and Zarin. I could feel Mekithia's deception, and I wondered why Mr. Emperor's Wrath didn't. Maybe he did and was just ready to check out. Regardless, smooth as all chaos, she stepped into him and put him down just like that. I had my blasters out before his body hit the floor. One pointed at my
3: unbelievable sister. The other at one of her troopers. Relax, Reed. I need your guns for this fight. I hadn't lowered my blasters yet, but I wasn't surprised by what she said. And
2: after it, Mekithia glanced over at me. The expression on that Sith face of hers spoke volumes. I smirked and lowered my guns, but I did not put them away. You know, you make a better Sith than you realize. (laughs) I could tell that pissed her off. I could feel it. Like I cared. She and I were due to have one, and Loresa was just going to have to forgive me.
3: To the bridge, let's move. One of her
2: troopers handed her her blaster cannon. She left the droids to guard the landing bay, and I followed her and her lackeys. This was going to have an interesting ending. I could feel it.
4: I'll admit, watching the Emperor's Dark card descend from all those sleek black cargo transports had the potential to be pretty intimidating. But after that awe moment, I just wanted to kick the crap out of all of them. The rain had slowed, its misty smell a strange mix over top of the battle-ready energy radiating from all of us. Vancito roared like a bear and brandished his lightsaber. It was pretty cool seeing his red one light up next to all the green and blue ones the Jedi carried. Are you ready, brother? I stepped up next to him, pointed my blaster at one of the dark guards walking off the transport ship and put one in his head. That's one. I gave my wife a slap on the rear then charged off after him covering his back while Tana cleared a path for me from her sniper position. I could hear akavi and Torian's Mandalorian battle cries heard some bombs going off what suspiciously sounded like someone shouting.
1: Dibs on the head!
4: Which got a laugh out of me right before a dark guard clocked me and promptly got beheaded by my brother. I stuck my arm around Van, shooting one of the red armored punks that tried to creep, spun around as Vancito did, and for the next few awesome chaotic moments, we fought back to back. General Pierce liked shooting a hook into them, then yanking them closer so he could beat them down with the butt of his rifle. Jason looked orgasmic every time she killed one of them, creepy sith that she was. In between ducks, dodges, jet punches, and blaster shots, I'd caught a glimpse of my father and Master Caden fighting together, and that almost felt like cheating to me. Don't get me wrong, my mother hadn't been kidding when she talked about the Dark Guard. More than a few Jedi were getting cut down left and right seemingly effortlessly. But those two were ridiculous. My father was a strange mix of calm and intense at the same time and Master Kaden was a pure warrior. I don't think either of them had paused yet. It was just one insanely skillful sequence after the next.
3: I don't think they brought enough people.
4: I would have laughed, but one of those red uniforms got me around the waist and took me to the ground. I wrestled with him, threw my body weight, and got him pinned underneath me. A second later, I burned his face off, heard my brother's shout, and somersaulted forward just as he threw his lightsaber over me, taking out another one. I got to my feet just in time to see one more of those transport ships land. When they opened, Sith came out of them. Force users will make this fight a lot more interesting. You just had to open your mouth, didn't you? Vancito threw his cape off, rolling his shoulders around. Come, brother! Do you want to live forever? (laughs) Maybe a few more years, yeah? But of course, I was right behind him. I hoped Mom and Aunt Reed were having as much fun as we were.
0: Chapter 46, Death Becomes Some of Us. Knowing how to use your opponent's weapon, their fighting style, all assisted evening the score during a battle. The Emperor had an added advantage over us with his whip. It was not a weapon either I or Zarin faced with regularity, and he was deadly with it. My first attack was the reason for the burning pain in the back of my shoulder, his whip having caught me on a spin and ripped through my armor to slice open the skin beneath it. He cracked the energy of Zaren, a vicious arc that forced her to roll out of the way. He used the force to rock the whip back quicker than it should have moved towards me, and he was fast enough to sneak past my guard, snapping the tip against my helmet. The strike sent a sharp jolt of electricity through the metal, and I blanched, stumbling backwards, but I forced rolled at him, taking him back just a step. He rolled the whip around his body, catching Zarin before she could get close and wrapped the energy coils around her lightsaber, yanking it out of her hand. And now he was just pissing me off. I slid quickly forward, the front of my boot clipping him. He dropped and I was on my feet, my saber poised to ram into his chest, but he was faster. He shot his hand out and a blast of lightning crashed into me, knocking me backwards. Mid-flight, I managed to throw one of my lightsabers to Zarin, then I crashed to the ground, pain rocketed I could smell the smoke coming off my armor, and though my body protested, I forced myself up to my hands and knees. A good start. The Emperor had abandoned the whip and was using Zarin's own lightsaber to block and counter her attacks. They were brilliant. Very fast, lethal movements from the both of them, but for my sister, it wasn't enough. He forced her back a step, she lost her footing, and he thrust his saber past hers, the point jamming into her collarbone. Ah! Her sharp sound of pain brought me to my feet, pure rage sending me forward faster. Before he could take the kill shot, my saber was underneath his, catching the blow, twisting my body to whip my heavy boot across his cheek. The murderous sound that flew from my mouth, giving more power to my strike. The force of it made him spin midair before he hit the ground. Breathing hard, I offered a quick hand down at my sister, keeping my eye on the Emperor's rising frame. Don't tell me you're tired. I stuck
2: my boot on the back of the dark guard's neck and pulled the trigger, my blaster making a mess of his head. Mekithia was standing on the bridge at the controls and started giving orders
3: to what was left of her Havoc Squad. Take the rest of the team and plant the explosives. What explosives? Set the detonator for three minutes. Don't wait for me. Take one of the shuttles and go when you're done.
2: As her lackeys went skittering off, I
3: got right in her face.
2: What explosives, Mekithia?
3: The Republic cannot trust the fate of the Emperor to just the Jedi. They had a chance once, and they failed. I'm here to see that doesn't happen again. Fracking Republic! Can't say I was surprised. With or without your Sith sister? Darth Veerus is an acceptable casualty. She wouldn't have been allowed to leave Tython anyway.
2: I punched her right into her stupid mouth. It knocked her back a step and split her
3: lip open. You're the one that killed Quinn, aren't you? I don't know why he stopped her from killing me, but I was well versed in Captain Malavi Quinn's record. He's responsible for the slaughter of hundreds of Republic troops. His death was a Republic victory.
2: Every syllable that flew out of her mouth was like a log on my temper. I took off my gun belt, dropping it to the ground, and I came right at her, fist swinging.
3: You've hurt her for the last time! She deserves worse for what she did to Kasrin. Mekithia surged forward
2: to meet me, blocking my strikes, trying to land her own. I blocked her incoming fists, one right after the other, I caught her neck swing and ran my fist into her throat, then again across her jaw, letting her arm go, so that I could have the satisfaction of watching her drop to a knee. Get up, bitch. We're not even close to being done.
1: I slipped. I got to my feet with a wince. The Emperor came at us again, fury literally radiating off him. It was powerful, his rage. I could feel it hovering around me like a fog, trying to blur my thoughts, probing at my fears, heightening the pain of the battle with every movement I made. I clung to the light side of the Force, willed it stronger around me like a force field as we engaged. We'd begun driving him backwards, and for the first time since the battle started, I felt the faint hope of triumph leaking through. But then his movements became so fast they were almost a blur. He back kicked Larissa away from him, spun into me and got close enough that he could punch my injured shoulder. The pain forced sound out of my mouth. His next strike took the saber out of my hand. I shot my palm up to use the force, but he shot a stream of lightning back at me. I'd felt this before, this sense of almost panic at the sheer power behind his command of the dark side. My brow drew together, my teeth gritted as I pushed back. Just when I thought I couldn't hold it another minute, L'Resa attacked him, drawing his attention away. I collapsed to one knee, drawing in a heavy breath, and quickly called L'Resa's lightsaber back to my hand. The hilt had just touched my palm when I saw him break through the razor's guard, kicking the saber out of her hand. She blocked his next strike with solely the force, but he shoved his other hand into her chest and drove lightning into her, slamming her to the ground. What exploded inside of me in that moment I had not felt in a very, very long time. A fiercely protective instinct. I was on my feet in the next breath, running and slid in front of my sister, right into the blast, catching it with my lightsaber. I glared at this menace. The force of my sudden passion pushing the lightning right back at him. Larissa, get up! Get up!
2: Electricity sparked as Makithia, fracking body, slammed me into the control panel. Metal buttons and levers jammed into my back in a dozen places, and they all hurt like hell. She drew back her fist to hit me, and I put my forearms up, blocking her strike, then used the force to knock her back away from me. I got to my feet just as she came at me again, and we were locked in, sweat and blood dropping from our skin, every strike. She got me right across the cheek, and I kicked her knee out. We danced around each other again and again, and she rammed into me, catching me around the waist, and we flipped over the rail, toppling a short distance to land on the floor in a heap. I felt her fist pounding frantically into my side, punishing my kidneys, and I headbetted the bitch to get her to stop. Then I flipped her off of me. I got to my feet, fist ready, glaring at her. <sighs> not so fracking easy when I'm not drunk, is it? When Makithia whirled around, she had a blaster in her hand. It would figure. She didn't hesitate to squeeze the trigger my I dove, but the first blast gave me a nice flesh wound right across my ribs and make my favorite jacket, making me briefly consider smothering her with it. I somersaulted forward, behind a long table, used the force to call my blaster to my hand. Then I popped right up. Her me came through the shoulder, Mine went through her big, dumb head. I was breathing hard and I would have smiled when her body dropped lifeless to the floor, but the muscles in my face were a little beaten up and I didn't feel like it. That's what you get, you cheatin' bitch. I sunk back onto the table, wincing. Just as I was getting my breath back, I heard an explosion. Not a second later, the force of it rocked through the whole ship. If we survived this, when I got planet side, I was going to shoot every single trooper I saw.
0: Pain rocked through my system. Calling upon the dark side of the force to help me take control back of my motor functions, I shoved my helmet off with a sharp growl. My eye implant had short-circuited under his attack. I could see nothing from it. I could feel the warmth of my own blood leaking from my ear. That implant had suffered the same fate. Yet up. Uh. My sister's voice snapped through the fog. I jerked my head up just in time to see the Emperor disappear, then reappear in front of her, kick her knee out and drive his hand into her chest, her back crashing into the ground. Growling, I leapt at the Emperor again, landing next to him, the force of my landing knocking him backwards. I took that second to call my lightsaber back in my grasp. I attacked him, using his own hatred to enhance mine, letting every single emotion I'd ever held in check explode, filling my thoughts with the memory of Kazrin's death, with malabies. A mother's fear at letting her children go into battle, a sister's rage watching her family harmed, all of it because of this lunatic's quest for planet-destroying power. Zaren was at my side in the next breath, and I do not know what drove her passion, but I could feel the strength of it. Different from mine, but no less powerful. We move like one person, a vicious dance of pure, focused power. Light side, dark side. The Emperor tried to use the force and Zaren pushed back. I disappeared, then reappeared behind him, but he snapped the lightsaber behind his back, blocking my strike. Brought it around his body to catch Zarin's as a simultaneously back kicked, forcing me to jump backwards and giving him the chance to flip to the side out from between the two of us. But I gave him no pause. I used the force to rip up the metal floor as if I was still a Jedi and sent it hurtling towards him. He used the force to catch the debris with one hand and quickly brought his saber hand so his blade sparked against Zarin's with an angry kiss. He thrust the metal back at me and engaged Zarin in a fast and vicious sequence. I flipped over the debris and flung my lightsaber at the Emperor midair. He kicked Zarin's saber hand away, twisted to deflect my lightsaber back at me, and Zarin shot her hand out to force push him. The timing was perfect. It only sent him back an inch, but I called my saber to my hand as I landed behind him and jammed it forward, forcing my blade into his back. A vicious sense of triumph shot through me and I pushed harder, shoving it deeper into him. His form tense, and I thought for a split second he might just break free, but Zarin stepped into him and thrust her saber into his chest, just above mine. He glared at her in furious defiance, but could do nothing as the life force rapidly fled his body. I
4: am eternal.
0: I stepped closer to him, my chin at his shoulder, my mouth near his ear. Every time you find a body, we're just going to kill it. Count on that. We pulled our sabers from his form simultaneously and he fell to his knees. I walked around him, standing next to my sister, watching with cold satisfaction as his body toppled over. Dead. The rush of victory after such a well-fought battle was a delicious feeling. I basked in it in my own way, Zaren and hers, for several silent moments. Finally, she handed me back my lightsaber and stuck her hand out to call her own back from the Emperor's dead fingers. I placed both blades on my utility belt, wincing. Medroid? I know a doctor. I arched an amused brow at her. Before she could say anything else, though, alarms started going off. A second later, an explosion rocked the ship and the force of it knocked my sister and I off balance. What the frack? Time to go. I agreed despite my body's violent protesting we ran out of the throne room and i literally bumped into reed in the hallway she looked as beat up as we were
2: got to go fracking republic pit bombs on
0: the ship what be mad about it later let's go let's go reed sprinted down the corridor and we were right behind her i'd like to say it was easy going but every time an explosion hit the ship tilted and knocked us off our feet i suspected we were cheating death by mere seconds and I reveled in the rush of it.
1: Where's Makethia, Reed?
0: When we arrived in the landing bay, Reed didn't answer until we were on the ship and she was hightailing it straight for the cockpit.
2: What do you think happened to her? And for the fracking record, I didn't start it. Get that door closed and hang on.
0: Zarin hesitated on the ramp and I touched her shoulder. She chose her own path. We've got to go. Zaren looked back at me. She hesitated another second, then nodded and climbed aboard. As another explosion sounded around us, I knew it would be a miracle if we didn't share Mekithia's fate.
4: Chapter 47, Daclan for the Win It had been one of the most intense battles of my life. My knee was sore again. I had about a dozen little aches and pains, a splitting headache, and I couldn't stop grinning. The Emperor is Dead kept ringing through my mind. When the Emperor's flagship exploded in the sky above us, the battlefield had changed in that instant. Confirmation that that lunatic was dead and surged everyone into greater action. The fight had been over minutes after that moment. I could still hear the faint cries of celebration. I walked past the dark red uniforms that had fallen. My blasters pointed down at them, making sure they were dead. There were the bodies of Jedi, too, and pieces of broken droids, but those were a lot fewer than all the pretty red uniforms. Mako had gone into the temple to assist the wounded in Medbay. Dad was coordinating the return of the HKs that survived the battle back onto our transport ship. Master Kaden stood next to my dad, watching it all with an overly suspicious eye as if he expected us to attack any minute. Couldn't say I blamed them for being cautious, but because I knew we weren't going to attack them, it was pretty funny to watch. I finished my final sweep and twirled my blasters before I holstered them. Tana and Vancito walked up to me. Tana, sipping from a bottle with a ripped off label, she handed it to me, and I took a healthy swig of it before passing it back to her.
3: <sighs> Mama not shuttle hasn't landed yet. They made it, right?
4: I didn't feel anything. Did you, Vancito? Vancito took a moment and I could tell he was using the dark side of the Force. Finally, he nodded. She's fine. So what's next? I'm taking a real honeymoon. I'm
3: getting married to Vet.
4: You ask her yet?
3: No, although
4: her yes is all but certain. I will laugh at you forever if she turns you down.
3: Oh, you both are a bunch of girls.
4: When, Coro, I'm sensing a disturbance from our sister. <laughs> it's called Haterade. <laughs> Tana punched me and slapped Vancito. We grinned at her. Keep yourselves out of trouble. She grinned faintly back at us and walked off. Vancito and I watched her depart. I'm glad she doesn't have a boyfriend. I'd kill the punk. Yeah, slowly though. Eh... If he didn't mouth off too much, maybe. <laughs> Enjoy your honeymoon, Koro. Good luck with that.
0: Zarin stood at the bottom of the ramp. How we had managed to escape the Emperor's ship before it exploded, I would credit to Reed's incredible ability with a starship. On Zarin's request, we had landed deep in the forest, north of the ruins of Kalef.
1: You can't come back with me. If Makithia had standing orders to blow that ship, I don't trust they'll let you leave. I'm pretty sure Reza and I could take them.
0: The look Zarin gave her was one of scolding, but her expression reminded me very much of the way she would look upon Reed and I when we were children. It brought the faint smile to my mouth. Tell me, sister... Are you concerned for your Republic friends, or have you remembered the bonds of family again? Zarin's response was to step into me, hugging me tightly. I returned her embrace, despite the pain it caused. She did the same to Reed, and though she tried to look indifferent to it, I could tell Reed was not unaffected by it. Zarin stepped back and gave us a last lingering glance before she started walking away. Reed watched her for a moment, then retreated back into the ship. I took a single step forward. Hey, Zaren. Hmm? Tell Elijah I want a divorce. I don't love him. Not the way Nadia does. Zaren paused, and I could tell by the expression on her face her thoughts had strayed to someone that was not Elijah. It's worth it, but you already knew that. She smiled back at me and without another word walked away.
2: We live in this ugly planet or what? <laughs>
0: Oh, shut up, I'm coming. Chapter 48 What. The. Frack. 24 hours after the attack on Tython and the death of the Emperor. I stood next to Malavai's coffin. The lid was closed, his body encased inside. I smoothed my hand over the wood, memories ripening my emotions. I regret nothing, Malavi, not one moment of it. I suspect no matter how much it hurt, neither did you. I dropped my hand and stepped back, reaching behind me to press the button. The belt drew the coffin through the chamber and a second later it shot out into the cold, infinite beauty of space. May the force be with you, Malavi. I stood there, watching until the darkness claimed him and I could no longer see. Lingering in my emotions a moment more, I finally drew them under control and went back into the main hold of my ship.
2: My lord, there's been some kind of attack. Both the Citadel on Dorman Cast and the Jedi Temple on Tython have exploded.
0: The vicious hand of dread squeezed my heart, robbing me of my breath. Find my family, General Pierce. Now! Legacy will return July 26.
3: What follows is a teaser for Season One of Reclaim Detroit, a Vampire the Masquerade audio drama from the mind of Ray Sticahnis. Reclaim Detroit will debut in July 2022 wherever you get your podcasts. For more information, go to at Vampire Detroit on Twitter. And now. Is there some weirdo Satanists out there or something that you might have heard of?
4: I mean, there are, but this doesn't sound like one of them. This is Detroit, 1996. For a long time, the savage Sabbath vampires held claim to this area. That is, until four years ago when McMaster's and his Camarilla group infiltrated the city and kicked their asses out. I still can't
3: believe your clan lets you call yourself
4: Tori.
1: There are no rules for us anymore. We are who we want to be. Right now, I want to be Tori.
4: It's a little audacious, though, isn't it?
1: Hey, Audacious is my middle name. <laughs>
4: yeah. Wait, is it? Why am I in the back alley at this gin joint? It turns out that the best way to gain knowledge is to invite the city to your secret club and film them the entire time that they're there. Who knew? <laughs> I work for you, Camarilla folks, too but you also work for them. It's an underground gothic club for kindred. The lady would prefer tiki torches and Christmas lights. Some loudmouth drunks thought it would be fun to break in my domain and cause trouble tonight. They were wrong.
0: I hope you've enjoyed listening to Legacy. Please remember to subscribe, drop us a review, and share this story with your friends. I also encourage you to come hang out with us. We've got a Discord server and soon we'll have a Facebook group. To join the Discord, click the link down in the description or go to dsc.gg backslash You can also join us Tuesday evening, 7 Eastern, 6 Central for the Legacy After Show where I talk with the cast about the episodes and related topics. We do those on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash Crystal's Imagination, or just click the link down in the description. Episode 14 features voice performances by Crystal Storm, Bun Barian, Tara, Melissa Oki, Jake Riker, Ray Stecanus, Lindsay Gray, Hannah Cardiac, Alejandro Paz, and Jermaine Woods. Sound work done by Hannah Cardiac and Crystal Storm. To view the full cast list, get your PDF copy of Legacy, and learn more about Crystal's sci-fi novels and other upcoming fiction podcasts, go to crystalsimagination.com. Legacy's theme song is composed by Daniel Cherlitza, titled Star Wars Dark Side Themes Reimagine. Additional amazing music tracks contributed to this episode, so please read the description for full credits and links to each track. Legacy is a work of fan fiction created inside the Star Wars The Old Republic Universe. It is written, directed, and produced by Crystal Storm. The Dacklin family are original characters created by Crystal. A big thank you to Bioware, LucasArts, and Disney for providing such a rich world to create in.
2: Electricity sparked as Maca- What
3: is her name? It's-a me, Macathia. I'm-a gonna win. <laughs>